Expounded Universe, Season 15, Episode, The Last Episode. The book, Supernatural, Witches Canyon, by Jeff Marriott. The year, 2007, I hope. Chapters, the last chapters. Uh, we'll call this one, uh, My Balls Are Turning Blue. Uh, with your host, Jeff and John, let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to Expounded Universe, the supernatural novel discussion podcast where I am carefully arranging myself so as not to knock shit off on my desk behind me. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by your host, John. John, how are you? I am okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm a good kind of good. Good you're, guy. You're I'm a good a, kind I'm of good. A, I'm a good good. You're a good good and you're a good dude. As well. Yep. I'm just a little, a wee bit sleepsy. I was going to say, you feel either a little sleepy or a little drunk. Uh, definitely a little sleepsy. I was going to say, but we've been hanging out for the past couple hours. You did not at any point imbibe in, in, uh, in booze halls. Yeah, I didn't sneak any booze in here. You didn't, you didn't sneak a nip a hooch. <laughs> I didn't spike my soda. <laughs> you didn't take a couple of belts from a, from a pocket flask. Indeed not drink some stuff straight out of a jug with just three x's on the side of it i didn't have it, a camel back yeah. full of wine and none of it no no one of those bras that's got secret wine boob pockets yeah i want to wear one of that's my halloween costume this year guy wearing wine bra <laughs> <laughs> what a great costume i know everyone's gonna recognize it immediately hey i'm guy not wearing a shirt eating a twinkie this year i don't know why you think i'm not gonna wear a shirt and eat a twinkie that's a weird choice oh, that's me that's oh, my costume oh, that's okay i guess it's a group thing then We'll have guy wearing wine bra and guy not wearing shirt but eating Twinkie. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Normally, would you say that's incongruous for you? Do you normally prefer shirts for Twinkie eating? Oh, of course. Yeah. You th do you feel it heightens the experience? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get into it. I'm going to cross my arms here like Oprah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah, that's very brave of you. <laughs> you see. Elaborate on that. When you're eating a Twinkie with a shirt on, mm -hmm. it really brings it to another level. Because then you get the heightened sensory experience. The Twinkie in the mouth, the shirt on the chest. <laughs> the wine bra, lifting and separating, and well, providing wine. Some might call me a pervert. <laughs> I prefer to think of myself as a pleasure explorer. Mm, and a visionary. I'm going to uncross my arms now and gesticulate wildly to the audience. Yay! <laughs> Who will whoop? <laughs> who amongst us <laughs> who among you will truly whoop <laughs> look to your left now look to your right one of you will whoop another one will pump your fist in the air in a clockwise motion and make dog bark noises <laughs> ah <laughs> excellent ah so you're doing good though you're just yep. a little tired just a just a wee bit sleepy and that's fine it's okay. We actually went to a social distance party last night. It was the first party I've been to in as long as I can remember. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen anyone there in person in two years, so that was mm -hmm. definitely nice. Yeah. We participated in all the old games from the old COVID days. We rubbed our eyeballs together and oh, yes. breathed right down each other's mouths. Everybody grabbing each other's noses with their feet. Yep. Uh-huh. 
Just like times of old. Just like ye old times. <laughs> the far off and well-reminisced days of yonder. Indeed. Mm -hmm. How we used to back mm -hmm. then. Do I assume, given that there is no written record. <laughs> Do you remember when lemonade was a nickel? <laughs> Do you? It is now a dollar forty. <laughs> the times. <laughs> All right, so we're we're here to wrap up Supernatural Witches Canyon. Oh yeah, I mean, except for the wrap up episode in which we will wrap up. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna wrap, 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 a wrap the wraps. We're gonna wrap, wrap, wrap the wraps. And I'm here to wrap the wraps. <laughs> Our science is just too tight. <laughs> Do you have anything you're here to say? <laughs> Perhaps in a certain manner. <laughs> Do you feel a very strong way about a thing? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, we're we're here to finish it off. Uh, this is this last couple chapters. We're going to be alternating back and forth between Sam and Dean, uh, Sam and Dean, and then a little epilogue thing. That it's it's uh it's a nice clean wrap up, is what it is. Just a nice clean turkey wrap. It definitely feels like this could have been the whole book. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I mean, you definitely could have cut giant bits of this book out. Yes. Well, you, it's definitely got... I, I assume that this is a regular problem. We've only read a couple of show books that are based on shows as opposed to being like movies where they can go on and on and on. It doesn't matter. Like Star Wars, you can have something that takes place over the course of weeks and constant stories keep building up and falling away again because people are used to the big sweepy epics of Star Wars. But since this is based on a 44-minute you know, genre TV show... It's supposed to kind of hit the same hallmarks and be a self-contained adventure, just like an individual supernatural. Oh, yeah. And what we end up with is a lot of time spent describing victims and wandering malls. Yeah, it's just, you know, we'd said it before. You have to kind of do the same tropes over and over again to fill space. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just like with the Star Wars thing where you could have multiple weird side things come up, you kind of can't do that in a supernatural book. You can't be like, all right, we're hunting after a weird witch and some ghosts. Also, a werewolf just showed up. <laughs> like, it's very hard to do side missions. You don't think this. there's one of these supernatural books where Sam and Dean have to split up and each one of them gets a friendly extra sidekick and Castiel's off doing a different thing and maybe Bobby's with him? Yeah, Bobby goes with one of them. Castiel yeah. goes with the other. Yeah, and then they don't meet until the very end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe Sam and Dean have some twins, like like twin kids, and one of them likes animals. And the oh, other they one... got some twins. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. Uh, maybe you know. They got to lift and separate with that wine bra. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we check in with Ruby. No one's seen what she's up to recently. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I, uh, I I did some research. Did you? I'm not doing Ruby. I, I know my, for my bonus content this week, like a lot of Ruby showed up, and I, I had to go figure out who that was just so I could like discuss it. Ah. Oh. But it was it just kept me being like, and then Ruby did this. And I'm like, who the fuck is Ruby? And why do you keep mentioning her by first name alone? Yeah, because she's Ruby. Yeah, she's apparently just a demon. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Ruby's not your bonus content character. Oh, goodness, no. Yeah. Goodness gracious, Okay, no. good. Yeah, because she's, she's just a demon who's part of the whole freeing Lucifer from his... Yeah, she's just a demon in the world. Yeah. That's all that we'll let her be. All right, let's move forward then, if we're going to cut that off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everyone should definitely look forward to the explanation of all of that in our bonus content at patreon.com slash system mastery mm -hmm. at the $2 level. At $2, where good times get are had for $2. Indeed. When mm -hmm. you're there, you're family. For $2. For $2, you're family. Uh -huh. <laughs> for $5, we'll get hand stuff. <laughs> for $5, you're step family. <laughs> Ooh, gross. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> 
So uh, we open on Sam in the mall. Yes, indeed. Please tell me it's Sam and not Dean in the mall. Yes, let's you, say I'm, you've I'm, done it. You've uh, done it right. I'm at least a little more on on the ball this week. In the last episode that we have for the book, you have finally, for once, correctly identified a brother. <laughs> Maybe I just finally got hooked. Maybe we all got a little hooked mm-hmm. on the brothers. Yeah. That's also the last time we can do that joke, isn't it? Nope, Aww. there's still the wrap-up episode. Yep, we've got one last chance. <laughs> Unless we want to do a Star Wars book about brothers. One more Stario. <laughs> Stario. One more uh, Mario Brothers Super Show uh, reference in the can. There we go. Yep. So Sam is at the mall, and as we mentioned at the end of the last episode, uh, he had been wandering the mall kind of grimly, identifying that all these people are having fun, but oh gosh, this fun is about to become not so fun. Oh, no, sir. Not when the ghosts arrive. They don't know that I'm a hunter. (laughs) But a scream had, had, uh, had split the environment that he was in, and he is now charging towards it, and lo and behold... Uh, another one of the many Native Americans that died violently around here is here, and he's got a rifle and half a face. Oh, yeah. So, you know, he's trying to get over there, of course, before he even sees that. He's like, oh, yeah, this isn't just someone screamed out because of something like goofy or excitement mm-hmm. or anything like that. Well, it is definitely <laughs> a bunch of terrified people running the opposite direction. So not our jokes then. No. <laughs> It is indeed not someone like, look at these sails. Ah! ah, look at that terrifying Indian motorcycle. <laughs> it's on sale now. How terrifying. I thought they discontinued those decades ago. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, although I got to say, when the book was like, and it was an Indian man, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, you know, like from India, an Indian man. <laughs> I mean, the book is pretty uh, straightforward about using Native American in most situations, but it, it when people talk, it, 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 when it's not speaking in voice, it always says Native American. When it is, the local towns po- folk will say Indian. Yeah, but I just immediately in my head was like, oh, neat, I didn't know some Indian guy was here back then. Oh, no, I get it. <laughs> I mean, it didn't need to be back then, because the whole thing is people who died violently like an hour ago can be rising up from their graves. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and and he getting was in, power ups. Well, the other thing was it said it was an Indian guy in cavalry pants. And I was like, oh, they had an Indian guy in the cavalry back then. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that actually still isn't that weird, given that this is Arizona and, and the and the various points in which the 40 years would have occurred. Yeah. And I was like, neat. Yeah. And then I remembered. No, no. <laughs> he means Native American. Anyway, this 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 dude who clearly got his face blown off is walking around looking to blow off some faces. Uh, he never gets a chance, though, even though he's scaring people up the escalators and all around the buildings and so on. Uh, Sam has a whole internal monologue about how he's all the way up here and that Native American guy is all the way down there as an excuse for how he jumps off the second floor of the floor of the mall. Oh, yeah, because, you know, he can't get down the escalators because there's a shitload of people on him mm-hmm. and he can't get a clear shot from up here. So no one else has a shot and he's got to do the hardcore action hero shit. Yes, and so he throws his bag of guns downstairs, and then he leaps and lands, tucks and rolls, comes up shooting, and blasts off, blasts the Indian right before he gets a chance to vent some people on an escalator or something. Yeah, and the guy disappears, and of course he also like blows out a window of some department store. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning something here in, in this set of chapters, specifically in, I think, the chapter after this one, that... Uh, I was surprised to learn, which is that you don't have to shoot them with salt. You can just kind of 
throw salt at them. <laughs> just any if any salt touches them, they just go away. I mean, I think it's like normally because this is weird. I'll say this. Yeah. I'm not doing anything on ghosts, mm-hmm. which, you know, probably should. But normally ghosts in Supernatural, hitting them with rock salt just sort of discorporates them and makes them, you know, it's painful, but it doesn't actually stop them. Yeah. Uh, and the only way to stop them is to actually salt and burn the bones. Yes. Yeah. But in this, it really is that like, oh, if you shoot one of these people with rock salt or put rock salt on them, they just are done and get replaced by one of the many other yes, people uh, that have died. My guess is just that there's like kind of a, I, I, I know this is probably too mechanistic of an answer for like an evil witch's doom curse or whatever, but I like to think that it's just based on a cue system. And that if one of them gets vaped, they, they, she just cues up the next ghost. And the one that you just, you just salted goes to the back of the queue uh, and just waits its turn to come around again. I don't know. I mean, we never, Manage to see, like, a double up of any of the no, dead never, guys. You never see the same ghost twice, and now that we've read to the end of the book, we know for sure that that never actually happens. Yep. And uh, I, there's, it, it's interesting to think that. Maybe they come back after the 40 year? I mean, I would assume so. That's my guess, is that basically if you manage to take them out during the 40 year... Then they're like, oh, I discorporate until next time. It got him, It makes me wonder if, like, the ghosts are safe to go walk the roads of the town. Because it's, like, wintertime, and there's snow, and you got to assume they're salting the major roads in town. With rock salt, even. Yeah, well, you know, that's why they come out the woods. That's true. They can't come out the... the yeah, uh, fresh out the box. They can't go on the roads, because the roads are salted. And honestly, once we learn that you can open up a shotgun shell to get the salt out of it, and just kind of chuck it lightly at ghosts to make them go away, they lose a lot of their fear factor. It's true. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you could just salt the mall. I mean, you're in a mall. There's definitely a target in there with some salt. Just go get some salt. <laughs> I mean, if they had been like, oh, something is happening. All right. Every deputy that has a bunch of rock salt rounds, take one, put it across the doorway. Don't let anyone out. And then we'll just hang out here for a bit. Yeah. They could have just gone and gotten all the salt, the bags of rock salt and so on from the hardware store in the mall and just built a giant ass circle around the mall. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't even need to do that most of the time. Usually, it's just, just at the, the entrances. Yeah, exactly. It, it, the moment that that Dean loses, or sorry, Sam loses his gun and is just like, "Well, I guess I'll just throw salt at them." I was like, "Oh, now, oh, now, well. now I'm not as scared as I had been." Oh, I guess. a sweaty guy could stop these ghosts. We're <laughs> gonna give you a big sweat hug. Ew. I just, I just did some jogging. I'm, I'm regular Jeff, and I just did five minutes of light exercise. Get over here. Oh no, regular Jeff. <laughs> That's my least favorite kind of Jeff. <laughs> so uh, anyway, he blasts the Native American person into oblivion. Uh, unfortunately, this obviously, because he's the only person to shoot, the the, uh, the Native never shot. Uh, he's immediately mobbed by by uh, mall people who are like, did you just shoot that guy? Well, they're, they're, they're actually on his side. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, you're the one who took care of that guy. Yeah. Which I was kind of hoping for an inversion of that, where people be like, did you just shoot that dude? What the fuck? <laughs> What? You're such a fucking racist. <laughs> One Native American comes into the mall and you're like, nope, can't have that. One Native American with half of his face missing and a gun trained on people comes into this mall. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Maybe that was a therapeutic gun and, and making fun of his face deformities is on you. <laughs> so his therapy gun. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, instead they're all like on his side trying to figure out what's going on. And that's when old Sheriff Beckett uses the megaphone system to attract Sam 
basically trying to help get him away from the crowd. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, Sam, can you get over here? I would like to speak to you. And so he gets the ability to be like, oh, I'm sorry. The sheriff needs me. Please allow me to go through. And for some reason, that works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I am needed by the sheriff. I mean, also, the, the other reason that I'm sure the crowd parts everywhere Sam goes from this point is that he has shot a shotgun, ho- is holding a shotgun. And has and, a bag full of guns. And no one else in the mall seems to have a shotgun. So I'm pretty sure the crowds will magically part for him everywhere. Probably. Anywho, uh, yeah, he talks. He goes over to Sheriff Beckett, who's like, all right, yeah, obviously shit's gone to crazy town. We haven't seen another one yet. Now it's time for you and me to go talk to the mayor and the mall owner so that they can Jaws mayor at us a couple of minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, Beckett manages to get the crowd mostly under control because there is a bit of a panic mm-hmm. after the shooting and manages to get everyone to, like, stand still, be able to look around, see if anyone is injured, so... They manage, like, Beckett manages to get the situation under control fairly decently. Yeah. Yeah, he's using the megaphone. He's like, all right, everybody, I want you to gather up in this location. Everybody hold still. Don't talk. Uh, just find people who are injured. Let us know if you see them injured. We'll get paramedics in to help them. He's he's definitely managing the situation and doing very well, but obviously that won't last forever. It's a mall full of people. Oh, yeah. but And, you know, him just being like, yeah, we had an incident. It's fine. Everything's fine now. How are you? Mm-hmm. And... You know, when they go to talk to the mayor and Krug and he's just I like that he has finally gotten to the point where he's like, no, no, I'm not going to take your bullshit. They offer some bullshit, though, and it's kind of fun to watch them where Krug's immediately like, look, we can't close the mall. I have a moral imperative to keep the mall open as long as possible for the merchants. Won't you please think of the merchants? These poor merchants. And I'm surprised that no encounter with like no one is shopping. They're all huddling now, yes, but no one is like, ooh, Cinnabon. Oh, yeah, that was, and she was like, oh, do you want to separate them all onto different parts of the mall? Why, no one would buy anything except maybe the food court. <laughs> You're like, yeah, but we don't care. This is a murder situation. I can pretty much guarantee no one is working the registers. Ugh. It yeah, seems I like mean, it's, it's probably safe to let the mall be closed now. I mean, maybe... Your minimum wage teenagers who are like, oh, gunshots have happened. Mm, I'm good. I mean, I know this is hindsight for a book that was written in 2007, but now that we know in excruciating detail what happens when there's a shooting in a mall in California or the world in, or America in general, uh, it, this feels a little silly. But uh, yeah, the mayor more or less folds immediately. He's just like, hey, it looks like you have it all under control. Shut the fuck up, mayor. We don't have the control. Yep, yep, you're in charge. Whatever you say there, pally. Yeah, and Krug does the same thing. She's like, please think of my merchants. And and uh, Beckett's like, look, I told you what would happen if there were shooting in the mall. There's been shooting in the mall. Stand down and shut the hell up. But she's like, yeah, just know I'm doing it under protest. I mean, the one nice thing is she does at least go like, yeah, we can't evacuate people, though. Like, they should stay in the mall because all evacuating people is going to do is either A, cause more of a panic and have people get in the way in case anything more happens and it's not like they can go anywhere they're just going to gum up the works and they're evacuating anyway she actually points out that more people are currently leaving the mall than arriving that the the parking lot is starting to empty out which we never get to find out what happens because i have the theory (laughs) yeah yeah you got a big theory that at this point if a bunch of people tried to leave at the same time then it would basically be fine for most of them because there's only so many spirits that can try and stop a car before 
other cars just go around. So you're just thinking that that we want to test the theory of you don't need to be able to outrun the ghost bear. Yeah. You just need to be able to outrun the guy next to you. Yeah. Okay. You just need to outrun the guy in the RAV4 who the ghost bear is attacking. Right. Okay. Well, I feel like there's a virtually unlimited number of ghosts. We've seen so many thrown at so many minor situations at this point. But hey, maybe the ghosts are just smarter than you think. And like, as soon as they get out of town, there's like ghost roadblocks. Oh yeah, they're definitely smarter than the average ghost. These roadblocks <laughs> died under violent conditions. <laughs> you just need every ghost who died by crashing into a roadblock violently. <laughs> violent roadblock mm-hmm. crashes. Yeah, those ones will set up all the perimeters. <laughs> what else were you going to do with them? They're, otherwise, they'd be wandering around the mall with a big roadblock slung yeah, over their someone shoulder. Walk into this, <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> So uh, so that's what's going on with Sam, with old Samster. Yeah, and then at the very end of that, they get information that there's some shit going down in the parking lot, and that's basically where we leave it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, with the, the big line of like, like uh, there's eight to nine of them in the parking lot. Why aren't your men dealing with it, Beckett? Uh, it's because your men were shot first. Oh, yeah, because the only people that are out there are the mall security. Who are useless because they don't have anything in their guns but bullets. Exactly. Yeah. And if they someone... didn't get told to do the whole, like, put a cross on it, dumb, dumb bullets. Yeah. Or no one issued them just packets of salt from the food court to throw at these ghosts or nothing. No. Yeah. I mean, no one told them to put uh, rock salt into shotgun shells. And also, Carla was like, I don't want mall security to walk around with shotguns. That's very fair. But now that we know that that's completely unnecessary, they could just walk around with salt packets. Well, you need to actually get the salt to them. (laughs) You just tear it open and chuck the salt over there. You'll be fine. Yes, I know how far I can throw salt and have it still get to a place. (laughs) We'll use it on the the close ghosts. You know, close ghosts. (laughs) All these close ghosts. Far ghosts, you got to get them with like, I don't know. Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. (laughs) Those far ghosts. But yeah, he's lost a line of 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 uh, coke cops. Lost a cock line. I mean, mostly he's just lost one at this point. Who's been gut shot? Yep, yep. But we will get back to them because first, it's Dean and Baird traipsing along, still haven't found the uh, witch's cabin, Mm -hmm. but they also haven't been assaulted by more animals yet no they seem to have with uh weathered the animal attack and they're for the moment they're doing okay but the, it, it's just wild country out here and it feels very much like they're just getting further and further lost yeah it's definitely a bunch of wild bear jamborees out here uh, country bear jamborees no these are wild bear jamborees <laughs> wild bear jamborees sound i don't know if they're more dangerous or more just like there's a metal mosh pit or something oh yeah these are definitely way more punk and metal than they are country. You think that's why they finally had to close down the Country Bear Jamboree at Disneyland is because people wouldn't stop forming mosh pits about it? Oh my god, I wish. <laughs> Bear's just out there like, all right, now here's another one on the fiddle. I've got one broken animatronic eyeball. And <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! yeah! Throwing the horn. Let's open this fucking pit up! <laughs> Some poor Disney employee being like, please, the only mosh pit at Disneyland is in the Tiki Room. We've established this. Please do not open this motherfucking pit up. (laughs) Take it to fucking Tom Sawyer's Island, the land of infinite mosh pits. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, you can just go find a little nook and cranny over in there and mosh to your heart's content. Uh-huh. That's all I really remember about Disneyland at this point was going out to- pits. Well, no, just going to Tom Sawyer's Island because they have that cave network thing out there uh-huh. and just getting completely lost and evading my parents for as long as possible, who I'm sure were pissed because they were like, it costs $300 to be here. Why are you hiding in a rock? Get yep. the fuck out of here so we can go on Treasure Island. I'm like, I'm like, nope, I'm staying in this cave thing. <laughs> this is all I want to do. Just hide out in a rock thing. I'm going to wait till the coast is clear and then break for that weird Native American village that you're not supposed to be able to go out to and just see from the canoe ride. <laughs> uh, the worst. Yep. I'm not. I was not a good kid. Nope. Or adult. Nope. I might make an okay corpse. Yeah. Yeah. You might make an exquisite course. I might. Yeah. Uh, anyway, while we're uh, while we're checking in with Harmon and, and Dean, who are yeah, Dean is just getting increasingly suspicious that Harmon's just out of his mind. Oh yeah, because they're like, we've been traveling for a while, we haven't seen anything, and he's like, just please tell me where you're going in the right direction, and you know Harmon's like, well, one, we wouldn't have been attacked by a shitload of like animal spirits if we weren't and two that tree over there is definitely in the place where i remember it yeah he's like see that tree right there that pine tree 80 years ago it was a sapling and dean's like that is not a very convincing argument i'm sure you think it is but i think i recognize a a tree that is big that was once small is not warming my heart not really getting up in the cockles here if yeah. you want to know and then Harmon finally snaps at him a little bit it's like look you you think i'm fucking senile and crazy because i'm looking at trees and because we haven't seen a house yet and you think just because i'm 92 and i've been wandering around killing ghosts in the woods that maybe i'm not all there but let me tell you something buster brown <laughs> i think i speak for leslie nielsen uh, uh, saddest moment in our lives <laughs> <laughs> oh poor leslie nielsen it was not a good day for poor leslie nielsen that day we were at a comic con many years ago and we were waiting in line we were we had gotten into a room for some event this is a jeff and john story not a not a uh an expounded universe story i don't remember what you were in the room for oh well because after that it was going avatar to be the uh worst cartoons oh that's right we we're okay it's worst cartoons there's it, so one of the last shows they run at Comic Con every year is the worst cartoon ever made show. Uh, we had gone into the theater a little literally to get good seating, and the thing before worst cartoon ever made show had been some Stan Helsing. Stan Helsing. So one of those like epic movie grade parody horror films. Yep. Um, with lots and lots of gay panic and cross dressing jokes and shit like that. Featuring the whole cast was up there, and unfortunately, the cast included the, like, two years before his death, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Comedy legend, one of the greats of all time. But who he should, should not, not have been there. <laughs> they should not have dragged him out in front of public. He should have been at home, resting and having a good re- end of his life. He just was incapable of answering anything. He, he reacted to every question. He, he'd be like... He'd be like, Mr. Nielsen, I'm a huge fan, and I want to know, when you were working on this project, he'd be like, what? Why? Now, when you are, one thing I'll tell you is I, he's just, whoa, man, are you, oh, you, <laughs> just no straight answers. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a sad scene. Very sad. So, anyway, that's been lodged in our heads ever since, is a sad scene that, that, we thought was funny at the time, and now now that Leslie Nielsen has passed on, we're like, oh, we were assholes. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So anyway, uh, to get back to it, 
We also are checking in with Juliet on on the Dean Harmon side of things. When when we check in with Dean Harmon, we also check with Juliet. Uh, Juliet is weaponizing her environment like an Ewok possessed. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we do get before we check in with her. We do have Dean and Harmon eventually see the ranch house mm-hmm. uh, in the distance, and Baird's like, "Yeah, that old ranch is." basically where the witch's cabin used to be Mm -hmm. and uh that's when they hear a blood-curdling scream from a lady and then we check in with juliet to find out what's going on with that yes uh exactly and and, uh what's up with juliet why she has been weaponizing stuff she can find around her house she's doing a better job than she had been when we checked in with her last time uh now she is soaking cotton balls in fingernail polish remover because it's highly flammable alcohol. Yep. Uh, and it is turning all of her balls blue. She's got such blue balls, does Juliet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All these cotton balls. Mm-hmm. These balls turn blue. Mm-hmm. The, the bluest of balls. Have you gotten it yet? Have you gotten the joke? Hey. Hey, blue balls. Ha ha. The funny sex thing. <laughs> the blue balls are... I have my own dumb story about that. I did not know that that was a thing. Apparently, they're supposed to... A few years after I got them for the first time, I saw some story that was like, this is a thing that high school boys will lie to you about to try and pressure you into having sex. And I was like, oh, I, I get that because I'm an asshole high school boy. So, so <laughs> I understand. I, I understand completely. I'm, I'm definitely the target audience for don't do that shit. But it had already happened to me earlier in my life where I got them real bad. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I think I might die. And there was no point up until then when I the, the time when I got I was just making out with a girlfriend or something. And I had to walk home and I was like having to keep my legs apart like a fucking mosey contest. <laughs> and there was no part of me that night who was like, if I had just nutted, I'd be <laughs> fine right now. I was just like, I think my balls are broken. Oh, no. What the f- is this cancer? Am I going to die early? What a tragic story story tragic story of my horrible balls <laughs> so then the first time i ever hear what happened to me it's in some lecture at a high school stu- like study hall and they're like blue balls is not a real thing if boys are telling you this they just are lying to you because they are horrible and i was like wait does that mean i definitely do have ball cancer <laughs> so i asked someone they're like no you had blue balls they're real they're just not an excuse to tell people to do things yeah and i was like yeah duh <laughs> you cannot coerce someone plus once you have them you don't want to try and fix them that way that's not gonna help ah, you're like i'm in pain and the last thing i'm thinking of is boning down <laughs> Yeah, could you reach right in there and just fiddle with that until it stops hurting? Thanks. Just slap it around a little. I'm sure it'll come around. <laughs> anyway, that's that story. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank you. TMI. Yes. Mm. But Juliet has also decided that she has locked herself in the master bedroom, and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to get the shower curtain and the shower rod. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this, like... Very makeshift Molotov cocktail out of the nail polish remover and cotton balls. And then she notices a curtain over the window in the room she's in, which is actually made of wrought iron. Oh, yes. And she's like, oh, wait, hold on. That thing's got arrowhead spikes on it. Perfect. Oh, yeah. That's going to be way heavier and more of an actual weapon than the like shower curtain rod. But it is also much shorter than the shower curtain rod. So she's like, well, fuck it. I'll take both of them. Yes. Yeah, she's- but as she is up there like prying at it trying to you know just tear it off of the wall with the screws still sticking in Mm -hmm. that's when she sees across the way 
Dean and Harmon showing up and she's like, oh, there's a couple guys with guns. They might actually be able to save me if they can get here in time. Or there might be more ghosts. I mean, at this point, she's only seen the two. Yeah. So she's like, well, I guess you have to die now in order to be ghosts. That's true. That's fair. She, I mean, there's no way for her to know that two guys didn't die just over that ridge or whatever. It just Yeah, well, they don't have any visible wounds, so yeah, that's, that's true. nice. Just like, uh, just like Stu and, and Larry or whatever their names are, who also don't have any visible wounds after they die. Except for all of their gaping oh, wounds. Oh, that's right. They <laughs> do. They have all their gaping wounds still. <laughs> well, these two died over the hill from um, strangling. <laughs> strangling. Keep on strangling. They strangled each other. Yeah. So so but she's yeah. like, oh, help might arrive. Hooray. Anyway, here comes a wolf. Well, no. Then she opens the window and does the blood curdling scream to get their attention. Yes. So that is the scream that we heard. It's not that she was actually being attacked, just that she needed to scream out to get their attention. Yes. And it's a good idea to do it because all the ghosts can't talk. Yeah. They're all silent illusion ghosts. <laughs> They're all so quiet mm-hmm. as the grave, one might say. Yes, they're still there. Quiet as the grave. Or they've been told to hush and keep it down now. <laughs> hush, hush, hurry, hurry, ghosts, come to me. <laughs> I don't even know what you're doing. For a second, I thought you were going to be doing something from that Batman storyline where it turned out that Hush is the Riddler or whatever. No, Hush is his old friend. Oh, you see, here's my problem with this. I've never read the comic. Oh, well, I'm familiar with it, but the they did an adaptation of the comic for uh, that DC Animated Universe movie line series. Uh-huh. And in that one, they, they divert from it being his old childhood friend to actually being the Riddler. Well, the Riddler's the one behind basically everything. Yeah, in this one, they combine that so that the Riddler himself gets like a brain tumor that he's about to die from. And then because medicine won't help him, he throws himself into a Lazarus pit and becomes an ultra genius who immediately figures out who Batman is ah. and becomes, he, he is hush and the Riddler at the same time. And it's, it's a whole change of the story. Wow. Line. Yeah. I guess they just didn't want to get into it then. Yeah. They do that a lot in the, uh, in the DC animated universe stories, which make them kind of interesting from time to time when they're like, well, we're going to do the fucking, you know, killing joke and we're going to, make Barbara more involved in it by having her hooking up with Batman <laughs> did not help. That one sucked. Great. Yeah. Okay. So back to it. Uh, I think we're going back to Sam now. Oh no, we still have her whole, Oh, it's a wolf fight here. I think she does the wolf fight and then we get, you know what? I don't give a shit if it's an order or not. Whatever. C- carry on with the wolf fight. So yeah, uh, she has all of her shit together. She is waiting around and then, you know, the door knob starts turning and, pounding at the door and whatnot and she's like oh man i wonder who's there if it's the wolf or the ghost guys and then (laughs) the wolf fucking punches a paw through the door just slides down like the door's made of yogurt or something (laughs) just she's just like well idea of a wolf punching through the door yes just you'd think it would use its face or something right but no it straight up just goes paw and then slices down the middle of it and is like hey what up yo i'm a wolf and then manages to get in that hole that it made one of the ghost guys just reaches in and opens the door yeah yeah what Stuart, larry or whatever uh harry larry whatever that guy's name barry. was barry the flash and uh, Barry Allen, now obviously. she's now, now she's staring down the line at this this wolf who takes up pretty much the entire doorway and then flanking it, not quite facing the door all, yet are the two ghost friends. Yeah. So she I mean, to her credit right away is like, well, let's fucking do this. She puts a lighter to the like the cotton balls and 
uh, nail polish remover are just in a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. So she just lights the end of the bag and throws it at him. And so when it lands, it does the Molotov cocktail thing of like just spreading alcohol, spreading flames all over him. Yeah. So there's flames and alcohol all over the wolf. And then she reaches and throws the curtain over the wolf, hoping that that won't smother out the fire, but will kind of smash the fire into the wolf. Or at least contain it to him and not like burn the house down. Yeah. And indeed, it does a great job because it burns through the uh, the curtain, but the melted plastic also just sort of sticks and melts onto the wolf. Yeah. So the wolf is not in a good situation. It's covered. It's got a a, a melty curtain over its face, and it's covered in in burning alcohol. And you know, she tries to stab it with her steely knife, but she just can't kill the beast. Yeah, she takes a swing at it with one of the longer of the curtain rods, and the wolf this time is just like, no, and grabs the curtain rod and just yanks it out of her hands because it's ultra strong. Oh, yeah. Just yanks it out, takes a bite, and it just shatters. Yeah, now the ghost, the, the, the wolf is still freaking out about the fire, though, and is blocking the door so the other two ghosts can't just get in. Oh, yeah. So she's she's managed to blo blockade the entrance, and then she goes in for a stab with the the wrought iron like thing the the, the curtain, curtain rod. rod. But I, I I don't think we cover that part. That's no. that's pretty much when we fade out. She's like, well, fuck it, here I go. Yep, I didn't want to have to get in close enough to use the fucking curtain rod, but mm -hmm. here we are. Yeah, I appreciate this. After watching Juliet for like eleven chapters of checking in with her fight this wolf, I'm really glad that the wolf doesn't just get taken out with like Harmon's gun or something. Oh yeah, the fact that she manages to be like, you know what? fuck you and yeah. actually fight this thing i was like good good thankfully i was really afraid that she was gonna have to get 100 percent rescued oh yeah i don't want to spend this long checking in with this character to then have it be like and then she was saved by a big strong man <laughs> who immediately hit on her because we sent dean out there <laughs> and dean is the worst <laughs> dean will lie about blue balls <laughs> dean is the worst high school boy you've ever imagined <laughs> I mean, definitely, because usually when I imagine high school boys, they're not like 33. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Usually. <laughs> oh, like sometimes. First season. Which one is he? Is he Padalecki? No. Oh, then he's Ackles. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know how. I, he's probably like 25, 26 in the first season. Oh, yeah. I mean, before he even got on Supernatural, he was on Smallville. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he uh, a big deal on Smallville? Was he? He uh, was on there for a season. I don't remember who he was. I thought I did. Uh, but he I did. was a basically like a teacher's assistant that Lana had had a fling with when she went to Paris. Okay. And then he came back and was teaching at the school and he's like 20 and she's like 17. So Except it's that not he's like 24 great. and she's like 26. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, Kristen Crook, don't get me wrong. She can play young. It's not like she's Ben Platt or something, but oh. have you heard, have you seen that shit? Yes. <laughs> I think my favorite thing I've seen about that, and, and I apologize for going off the rails over and over again today, it's just that it was going to be a short episode, is people bitching about the uh, Ben Dear Evan Hansen thing where Ben Platt is playing like a, t a high school student even though he is 27 and looks 37. Yeah. Is people saying, well, he's the same age that Tobey Maguire was when he played Spider-Man in the first Spider-Man movie. And everyone being like, that's not a fair comparison. I'm like, no, it, it, it definitely is. Well, yeah, but Tobey Maguire didn't look 37 when he was doing that. He didn't look 37, but he didn't look like he was in high school either, I'll tell no. you. But then everyone who's <laughs> no, in one of those high school roles I, doesn't. It's one of my favorite movies for that, because you've got him getting in a fight with fucking, like, already looking 35 Joe Manganiello trying to play Flash Thompson. And I like the interpretation of Flash Thompson where he looks like he's, like, the school janitor or something instead <laughs> of one, another student. Look, I've been held back for 10 years, okay? <laughs> 
yeah, I'm legacy here. This is as popular as I'm ever going to be. I'm never going to stop being the big fish in the small pond. <laughs> I'm, I'm Flash Thompson, permanent senior. <laughs> I was bitten by a radioactive senior. I just one of the things I kind of hope would happen in the in the uh, Spider Verse movie that's about to happen the the you know enter uh, the multiverse whatever they're calling it uh, no far, way home no way home is that we get the Joe Manganiello Flash Thompson coming back I would love if Joe Manganiello <laughs> came back and was just like hey it's me I want him to meet the uh, Tony Revolori Flash Thompson I want the two of them to meet wouldn't that be great yeah. <laughs> I just want him to be Agent Venom when he shows up and everyone would be like what the fuck? This is how you're bringing Venom into the MCU. This? This? Joe Manganiello is Agent Venom? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fuck you. Sold. Fine. That's great. Magic Mike is Agent Venom. I'm into it. He's one, of the, it. he's one of the Magic's Mike, right? He's one of the, the Magical Mics. Okay, good. I know I'm, I know the main one is... Uh, Channing. Channing, yeah. 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 Carol Channing. <laughs> it's Carol Channing reprising her role from Greece <laughs> as a Magic Mike. Different Carol. Oh, is that? Oh, it is Stalker Channing. Different Channing. Different Carol. No, also, it, no, because because Carol Stalkered no. Carol. <laughs> She's no Carols in her name. <laughs> yeah, but she really loves the Carol of the Bells. You've thrown me off my game. Fuck your game. <laughs> Carol Channing is what, like a news reporter or something? No, she's an old actress who is very dead. Oh, okay, yeah, and Stalker Channing. I don't know. She's probably still alive. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Carol Ferris? doesn't exist <laughs> well i mean exists but not as a living human like as an ip property there's carol ferris Meh. she's star sapphire sometimes Meh. kind of off often actually anyway yes. back at the mall nah i don't really care about that there's a big old shoot off going and there's a shoot off yep it's one like, of them shoot off like it's a contest or something <laughs> hell yeah who can shoot the most guns <laughs> well it's definitely the ghosts welcome to the oklahoma style shoot off oh oh <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so yeah uh they get out there one of the deputies is gut shot banali mm-hmm. and they are trying to keep the uh ghosts at bay but because they only had the one of the sheriff's deputies that was stationed right here, like, they're waiting for all of them to flood in with the weapons that can actually do anything. Yeah. Like, most of the other security from the mall has just been taking pot shots that doesn't matter. Yeah, the ghosts ignore them, or at, at best are briefly staggered by them before re- resuming their plan. Yeah. Um. So, this time, when Beckett and, and uh, Sam arrive, they're here to help, and they've got guns, and they look over and... Sure enough, it's more of the same bunch of Native Americans and old-timey minor 49er-looking guys and and a uh, lady. Like a, a bear. A bear. Just, you know, general, the local ghosts. We, we've gotten used to the local ghosts at yeah, this point. Yeah, the local flavor has you, shown up. You keep hoping a fun one's going to pop up just because, <laughs> like, I want to see some of the ones from 1966 because this is the 2006 one. I want to see a bunch of fucking hippies in the crowd, and we never see that. I guess yeah. a lot of them were, just weren't dying violently. Well, and that you didn't really have a, a large hippie crowd here. That, that's, Although that's I would have liked to have seen someone be like, oh, yeah, the local high school mascot died violently. <laughs> and so some <laughs> dude in like a beaver costume comes walking out. <laughs> well, the one I was hoping for was what's her name who got killed by the native uh, that fat doctor tried to shoot at. Oh, yeah. 
like I would that would be, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, moon moon <laughs> marshmallow marshmallow. See that that's one I wouldn't mind seeing show up. Or again, little Mikey from the beginning. Little Mikey. Little Mikey. The fact the... that we never got a payoff on little Mikey makes me so sad. I know we're gonna have to write our own. That's gonna be the bonus content this week. Is we'll just tell you the ballad of little Mikey. <laughs> uh. But yes, he died not violently, and that's why he was. <laughs> he died in his sleep peacefully. <laughs> he was on his way to check out that ghost house, and then he had an aneurysm and died. Sad. Yeah, he comes back as a ghost, but he just dies of an aneurysm right away every time. Ah. It's like ah, ah oh. <laughs> so, uh, so they're in a shootout, and they're trying to keep them at bay while also not getting killed, mm-hmm. and it's you know going all right, but there's plenty of fucking reinforcements and not enough bullets to go around and and ultimately the ghosts just advance they aren't like uh, participating in this as if it's a real shootout where they're hiding behind cover or anything because no one's got any weapons that can hurt them so they're just walking slowly forward oh yeah and you know they'll get taken out by some of the deputies but for the most part there's like there's a dozen of us and if you pop your head up to take a shot we're gonna shoot at you so you get barely pot shots at us and if you do manage to hit us, great. Three more of us are coming out of the fucking woods. Yeah. I mean, the one advantage that the, the uh, deputies are going to have in this situation is rock salt works no matter where it hits them or how hard it hits them. You can't wound the ghosts. You can only hit them with kill shots. Uh, and also, the ghosts have old-timey, shitty ghost weapons. A lot of them have, like, flintlocks and, and uh, muskets or just, like, a rock. And so, and so uh, a modern shotgun is definitely a match for that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't have the most accurate of weapons because they are old-timey, but, you know, that's that's only going to matter so much as they are still far away from you. As soon as they march up to you and shoot you, you're fucked. So. Yes, yeah. So, uh, you know, Sam and, and uh, Beckett show up, and they take out a couple of the ghosts with their rock-salt ammunition. Uh, Sam beco- or quickly becomes more or less friends with someone we just learned the name of as Redhead Security Guard. <laughs> Just some red-headed just some, security guard. Just some woman who's like, hey, I was here as well. We have regular bullets, and so we can't hurt the ghosts. <laughs> I've got baby bullets. You've got regular bullets. <laughs> Which I assume is just because they're going to set up Dean and Juliet in a minute here. So they're just like, well, here's a Sam-friendly lady who is the <laughs> ultra minor. This is You just have to do this in each episode, I guess. But uh, eventually they're like, look, we have to get Benali out of here. Yeah. He's gut shot. He's barely responsive at this point and he's not saying anything the last thing he said was like don't worry about me get the sons of bitches yeah but you know we got to get you to the paramedics because they're not going to come out here because it's an open firing situation yes so they have to drag his ass over to there yeah and you also don't want him to die because then you got one more ghost on your hands (laughs) well not if you salt and burn his bones that'll go over great people are gonna love to see that so Sam and redheaded security guard who is about like five and a half feet mm-hmm. and Sam who is like six and a half feet are like, all right, let's drag, like pick him up and carry him over there. And they have to do it crouched over so they don't get shot. Yeah. And it's basically just Sam carrying. Well, unfortunately, Benali is a bodybuilder. He like, is a, a huge cop. dude. He's a huge dude. And he's all upper body strength. He's a leg day skipper. <laughs> and uh, ah, it- I'm the leg day skipper. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> I'm going to rob the Leg Day Museum. <laughs> ah, named after Saint Leg Day. <laughs> uh, try and stop me, Cape Crusader. 
No, I don't know. I don't like that one. That one's that's no Bugsy Crimes. That's or, no, no but, Bugsy Crimes. Let alone a four thousand. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> so she's helping, but only insofar as she's keeping his feet off the ground while while Sam is carrying a two hundred pound bodybuilder. Pretty much. Notably, Sam is like, ah, I don't mind. It's fine. I Whatever. Can, I can do it. It, it, I, I've had a weird enough day. This is gonna fuck my back up a little, but it's fine. Yeah. And indeed, they get over there, drop him off, and that's when the paramedics take care of him, and then red-headed security guard is like, oh my god. You're so muscly. (laughs) The president just called. (laughs) No, she gets a thing over the wire and is like, the mayor and the Carla Krug are trapped in their office and the dead are surrounding them. The Krug is stuck in there. Oh no. Who will teach the Ah Real Monster School? I don't think I think his name was like the Kurg or something and not the Krug, but you know, you know, yeah, it's been a long time since I watched that show. It's fine. It's okay. okay. Although I hear you'll be able to play as at least one of them in a new Super Smash like Nickelodeon game. Definitely at least Ickis. No, I think it's Oblina. I think and Ickis. I'm pretty sure it's just Oblina. I'm pretty sure it's Crumb. The the list of characters in that game is wild. (laughs) Uh, You get you get two Ninja Turtles and April. Yep. You don't get all four Ninja Turtles. That would be decadent. Yeah. You don't get any members of the Rugrats, but you get Reptar, which I get. I mean, you don't really want to have a game where you have to go beat up a bunch of babies. Yeah. Like, that's not... Reptar's a great addition to that. Yeah. Cat Dog's in there, but not an angry beaver. Not one. Not one beaver to be seen. Yeah. Angry or otherwise. And they're angry enough to fight. Is Cat Dog? No. No, exactly. Plus, just like every other fucking Nickelodeon video game, they can't afford the voice actors. Yeah. And so the game is just creepily silent. Oof. <laughs> Never good. Anyway, so now, finally, Sam has to go rescue the mayor and the lady, the, the you know, the two semi-bad guys who need to be rescued so that their, you know, petards can be hoisted or whatever. Indeed. Yeah. And checking back in with Dean, he uh, manages to get to the house, and the door is still locked, but... You know, we had heard last time that they had broken the window, and apparently they didn't break the window and then open the door and let the dog in. The door specifically is not locked. I have to assume they're coming around from the other side. No, it said the door was locked. I know, he but it, that doesn't it make any sense because the last episode or the last chapter, the wolf tore the door open and one of the two dudes reached in and unlocked the door. That was the only that was thing. The upstairs bedroom. Oh, okay. That changes everything. Yeah, that wasn't downstairs. All right. That was when she locked herself upstairs. Right. Yes. Okay. So now they're gonna, they have to break their way into the house through the window. Yeah, this is just the shattering window that we had gotten last episode. Yes. So, you know, Dean manages to crawl through the broken window fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Harmon having a little bit more trouble with it. Yep. But uh, as soon as Dean starts heading up the stairs, he gets stopped by the two ghosties. Yeah, but this is small, small beans. Oh, yeah. This he's is, already got his shotgun. He's got a shotgun, and these two guys both died from, like, wolf bites. They don't have any weapons or anything. Yeah, it's just, oh, okay, well, I guess I blast you then, and you disappear. Great. Yeah, done. Yeah, there goes the ballad of Stu and Larry. Uh, and we see the wolf has been fucked up. Yes. It is no, still Julia, technically alive. Yeah, Julia didn't manage to kill the wolf, but she's got it with a melted-on shower curtain. It's been stabbed through the face a bunch of times with just a wrought iron spear. Beat shit. Yeah, she's taken, she's taken the fucking thing to task. And she's like, hey... You watch out, that thing's still kicking. Yeah, and he's like, what the fuck did you do to it? She's like, I stabbed it with this. And, and he goes, oh, oh, that's you smart. You used fire and iron. Yeah. Magical creatures are weak against that. Mm-hmm. What you should have done is put on an iron and wine album. They're weak against that, too. <laughs> 
uh, if you just put on the Decemberist, none of this would have happened. Because <laughs> no one would get near you, because the Decemberists are terrible. Hey, James, fuck you! I don't know if he listens to this one. I think he listens to the main one. Well, I hope he listens to this one. Someone or else my fuck you, James, has gone on deaf ears. It's cool. We probably have lots of listeners named James. Maybe hey, anyone who's named James that listens to this and likes the Decemberists, I guess, bow to you. <laughs> At least take heart that you didn't reach into your pocket and use the app on your phone to make your air horn noise. I know. Yeah, that's good. Not a wasted air horn. No wasted air horns here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Dean's like, all right, great. Well, good work. Jesus Christ. Uh, so here's, here's the next thing. This is going to be real loud. And as she covers up her ears, he shotguns the wolf to death. That end of the wolf. Yeah. And it disappears, as does all of the blood that it had been spilling all over the place. Mm -hmm. And it's just, all right, easy cleanup. That's nice. Yep. Now there's just a bunch of, like, <laughs> melted shower curtain on the floor. Yeah. He's like, hey, so uh, what's your deal with your floor? Are you going <laughs> to mind if we dig up your floor to find a witch? Or Yeah. And, I, and the weird thing is there aren't, because this isn't where the house was. This is just the land. Well, yes. Well, this is basically where the house was. Yeah, but it's but, not where the grave was. No, but Juliet lets them know. She's like, oh, uh, there is a patch of land out here that has never had anything grow on it. <laughs> and that's what I assume is the cursed area where the witch is, because literally nothing grows there. Like... No uh, weeds in the summertime. Fucking absolutely nothing. It is a, a just circle of death. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh, that sounds exactly like where a witch is buried. Perfect. Perfect. I love that shit. Yeah. Also, you're kind of hot with your hair all curly and whatever. Let me mark that down for later. I'm Dean. I'm Dean and you got boobs. We'll deal with that later, though. First, a sandwich. Actually, we better deal with it soon. My balls are starting to get... You know what? No, it's okay. The ghost. The ghost. The ghosts are more important. Deal with the ghost. Slightly. <laughs> Very slightly. And I don't know. Do you want to just keep pushing forward with that storyline now? I mean, we could just wrap up the two storylines. Great. Then... Yeah, sure enough, they go out and they find the dead zone. I mean, it's covered in snow, so luckily she has a very good memory of where the dead zone is. Oh, yeah, she's like, it's around here. Just shove some snow around until you find a patch of dirt with nothing. Yeah, and they start uh, they start to digging, and oh, no, it turns out that's a crappy snow shovel. She's like, but I have a better snow shovel. It's in the the uh, barn. Should I go get it? I, I'm amazed she volunteers this. I guess she just thinks there's three ghosts and they're all dead now. Oh, yeah, she's like, well, you killed the wolf. That was the only thing that mattered. Yeah. We should definitely split up. I can get more shovels that way. And and Sam's like, Dean. Sam's like, I'm not here. Sam, Sam's like, woo! I'm in the mall! <laughs> Sam's like, nothing, you idiot. Sam's dead. He's locked in my basement. Uh, but yes, Dean is just like, it's fine. We don't need a snow shovel. I just need to be able to move enough snow to find where to dig. Yes. Then we'll use this real shovel that we aren't using on the snow for reasons. I assume you we know, brought lots of shovels. The grave. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is he just using it? If it's a better shovel, it's going to be better than I, I, whatever to move snow. It's better to use a snow shovel. Mm, even if it's a shitty snow shovel. No, it, 
it's broader, so you'll be able to actually scoop snow out instead of the like tiny bit of snow you'd get with a regular shovel. What I'm saying is that it's a shitty snow sho- shovel. No, it's and- a shitty shov- shovel for snow because it's a regular shovel. Ah, okay. I thought it was just. A- I thought he just had a crappy snow shovel. No, he's like this shovel is a shitty snow shovel because it's not a snow shovel. <laughs> Well, then it's not a shitty snow shovel. It's just not a snow shovel at all. It's a shovel, which makes it a shitty snow shovel. God, that tongue-twisting shit is... Yeah, that's, that, that snitty snow shovel is... Uh... Snitty snow snuvel. <laughs> it's fun to say. Uh, but they find the fucking grave, and they dig it up. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, Ghost Vulture shows up. Yeah, Vulture to... comes at him, and... A couple of bow and arrow guys. Yeah. Mostly get taken care of, because mm-hmm. Baird's just hanging out, but... He gets shot by one of the bow and arrow guys to the leg. Yeah, right through the meat of Baird's 90-year-old calf. Oh, yeah. And he's like, well, fuck me. I guess uh, I'll take the shotgun and watch you guys' back. Juliet, it is up to you. You've got to throw the salt, gasoline, and match into the grave because I'm going to be doing the uh, anti-spell that is just the worst. This fucking spell. That just sounds like it's going to be a fucking thing for Green Lantern to say. It would have been better if he had just not said, if he had not written down what the lyrics to the fucking spell was, because the spell lyrics are awful. Yeah, it's just like, oh, spell, that's bad. Get out of here. We're rad. In oh, darkest day. Oh, witchy witch that we don't like. Get out of here. Maybe ride your bike. <laughs> in brightest day, in darkest night, no witch shall escape. Dean Winchester's light. <laughs> Beware my toll, the F-sharp bell. <laughs> uh, So, yes. uh, They dig it up. And, of course, as soon as they find the actual coffin and open her up, Fucking out pops Ghost Witch, who's like, what up, bitches? Yeah, Dean's even just like, ah, I should have figured this was too easy, because now I'm fighting a smoking bone witch. Oh, yeah. She's smoking. She's a smoking bone witch. Real real smoke show. (laughs) Any witch is a bone witch if you try hard and believe in yourself. Uh, But she is coming at Dean Mm -hmm. while he's still trying to do the spell. Yes. But and unfortunately, this is scary enough to have frozen Juliet in place. Oh, yeah. It's just like, fucking salt. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, this is a good big damn hero moment for Baird, who is really, you know, at 92, we don't really need this guy to have a happy ending exactly. Oh, no. You knew this guy was not going to survive this. So he gets <laughs> to go out like a badass because he just immediately puts a rock salt round into her. Yeah. Which does not stop her. No. She's like... Ow, you have my attention now. Yeah, well, that's not her bones or nothing. That's her. That's her smoke ghost. So th- then it goes. She goes over at him, and he just straight up gives her a hug, just grabs a hold of her arms to stop her from doing anything. But that does give them enough time to gas and light up them bones. Un- unfortunately, you can't hug a witch's floating smoke ghost. This kills the Baird. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just sort of drains the life out of him because she is so powerful yes apparently they the grave itself was magically like sealed to keep her from rising up yeah so out in the streets she was uh definitely powerful yeah uh now while uh while he's hugging her and dean is still reciting this extremely awful poem yep 
And, uh, oh, witchy, 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 witch. I wonder which way it did go. <laughs> but he also takes a couple of seconds to shout stuff at Juliet, like, salt? Oh, right, salt. Gas. Light oh, that bitch up. Oh, witch who is no one's friend. Be gone from here. It is your end. <laughs> but yeah, they, they W the- is for witch, the character we don't want around. I is for ice cream, which we'll get when you're dead. <laughs> She's just like, please, please stop doing acrostics. I'll stop. I'll stop all the things. I will leave. <laughs> it is okay. Please, before you get to haikus and quatrains, just stop. <laughs> I have a Sestina for you. <laughs> get out. No. <laughs> so, yeah, the bones get burned. The witch goes up in flame, and that's the end of her. We do, uh, before that, I mean, Sam, of course, goes running to try and help out the mayor and Carla, finds a bunch of ghosts, yep, like, there's ghosts clamoring around. at the door. Uh, there's The first ghost he encounters is a woman. She's got a rifle, but for whatever reason, this is a weird moment for, for oh, Sam. She's, she's a strangle one. Oh, that's right. She's a strangle ghost. She has a knife, I think. She has a no, knife. She's she just does, been because strangled. She has, I thought she got stabbed with her own knife, and that was how they got rid of her. There's just no, more there than are, one lady ghost. There are ten ghosts. Okay, more than one lady ghost. So there's the strangle ghost, and he's like, I don't want to waste ammo on a strangle ghost. So he just sort of gently pushes her out of the way. Well, yeah, because he's like, uh, you're <laughs> the thing you want to do is strangle someone to death, and I don't care, so I'm just going to push you out of the way because you don't have a weapon. Just pulling what Bucky did to Sharon Carter in that What If Zombies episode. Oh, yeah. Just, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> Please move. I got to fight my, my, my husbando. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he gets into the room, he's like, oh, sweet. You got a whole bunch of these ghosts bunched up at the door to the office that they are locked themselves into. Mm-hmm. Any shot should be able to take out multiple of them. But before he can do anything... Like, to his side, a giant, burly ghost. The blacksmith ghost. Like, just grabs his gun and throws it away. (laughs) You should have chosen me on the Oregon Trail. I can fix axles. Nope. Always doctor. You chose the doctor and chose poorly. No, you chose correct. That's easy mode. Doctor's pretty smart. It's banker that's the worst choice. Yes. You don't need that much shit. Technically, the worst choice is teacher who has no special powers and the lows. Well, I mean, teacher isn't the worst choice. Teacher is intentional hard mode. Yes. You choose teacher if you're like, fuck this game. I have this shit on lock. The other, the, the other worst choice is banker because you're like, oh, nice, eight hundred dollars for the starting game. I am going to buy so many axles, and and then you realize you know, later you that you the river. You lost twenty axles. Okay, well, fuck you. Yeah, that's dumb as hell. Why did I buy all that food when when every time I shoot a buffalo, it's like you gained eighteen hundred pounds of meat and can carry a hundred and seven of them back to your wagon. Oh, this is definitely a commentary on what people were doing out on the plains <laughs> hunting every time the opportunity is available because it's the only part of the game that's any fun yeah finding a buffalo shooting it and going oh wait a minute i can't use all of this and then leaving a giant carcass <laughs> oh and then listing your name as ass so you get the special credit you realize uh, ass <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, all right back to it uh so he gets to go rescue krug and the mayor uh a blacksmith grabs him his gun and throws it and then knocks him down and now he's getting beaten up by ghosts yeah they all rush in they're just they're just like jumping him into their ghost gang oh yeah and he does manage to there's one that has like a little stone knife that he 
manages to push back into her and kill that way. Yeah, the, after the fight with the bear Native American shapeshifter one, he's realized that you can kill ghosts with their own weapons. Yeah. Unfortunately, it does disappear. Yeah. So you can only use the weapon once. I mean, you can only use it once if you kill that w- that ghost first. If he had just taken the knife from her and then gone around killing all the other ghosts with it. Nope. Because when he goes to fight the big uh, blacksmith, the blacksmith has a his throat completely cut mm-hmm. ear to ear, and he has one of those straight razors. Yes. At one point, he manages to get the straight razor away. Oh, that's away, right. He tries to kill he another tries guy. To hit some of the other ghosts, and it just doesn't do anything to them. Yeah, it it only works on the blacksmith. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he re slices open the blacksmith's neck with it, and kills him again. Mm-hmm. But by the time he gets to this point, this is where we learn. Oh, I'll just take a slug out of my uh, pocket here, open up the cap, and throw rock salt at them. That did it. Yeah, he kills like four of them at once. He's just like, eh, sand. Pocket sand. <laughs> yeah, he pocket sands them and they die. And then he's down to just two ghosts. Uh, there's there's gun lady and, oh no, it's it's strangle girl and one remaining gun dude. Uh, technically, it's a knife lady and a gun dude. Oh, okay. That's because great. he takes both of them out and he's like, okay, great. I've slapped uh, salt on everyone. It's okay to come out. And as soon as the door starts opening... That's when Strangle Lady walks into the picture with, with his, his gun. gun. Yes, and she's about to shoot him, and then we cut. Yeah, and, and that's when we get all the stuff with the ghost lady, but it yeah. turns out in our final denouement with everyone at uh, the wagon wheel with Juliet and Beckett and the brothers. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it didn't really matter. The ghost shot me, but it was fucking rock salt. That's what he gave part. a shit. When he was just like, he was like, well, she was going to shoot me, but I knew it was just rock salt. And I'm like, I don't want to get fucking shot at close range with rock salt. What the fuck, Sam? Oh, yeah. But he's like, eh, it wasn't going to be lethal. I didn't really give a shit. So. You're going to when it happens to you. Ah. <laughs> it's going to sting for weeks. You will need medical attention. <laughs> And it still might kill you. Nah, he's got a heavy leather jacket on. Also, he's like the perfect vessel for Satan or something. I think that I think that means that, that his face eh. is usually safe. That is him, right? That's not Dean? Yes. Okay, good. You got it. Okay, I got it. And Sam's the, Dean's the perfect vessel for like... Michael. Michael, yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. But so, yes. There you have it. Uh, they, they get together mm-hmm. and they just get to go, yeah, we killed off the witch... The 40 years should be stopping, and, you know, we owe all of this to Harmon Baird. If it wasn't for Baird, none of this would have been possible. To you, Harmon Baird. Mm-hmm. Also, Juliet's with them because she doesn't want to spend any more nights alone in her terrifying house. So she's at the motel three doors down from them, and Dean's like, ooh, I could I could hit that. Unfortunately, he's already got someone nosing in on his action because Sheriff Beckett's like, hello, ma'am. Would you like to date a handsome sheriff who lives here in town? And she's like, yeah, maybe. Absolutely, I would, because now that I have fought to defend my house, I will never leave it ever again. It's my house. She's like, oh, are you going to tell anyone that you sell your ranch to that it has a dead witch on it? And she's like, no, I almost died protecting it. It's mine. No, I discovered the glory of stand your ground laws, and now I'm an actual Arizonan. (laughs) I've now blended in with the locals. (laughs) And he's like, I'd like to blend in with your locals, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) And she's like, yes, sir. And I do know what you mean. I think my favorite part here is Sam being a dick to Dean about it, where where Dean's still kind of playing like he's going to hit on Juliet a little, and Sam shoots him a look at the table like, hey, you don't need this one. Let the sheriff have it. All nonverbal. Oh, yeah. Like, and like, Dean's like, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And then they go out to the car to drive away for their next adventure. And 
Sam's like, are you sure you don't want to go in there and hit that? She was really hot. You're making a mistake there, uh, brother. And I'm like, dude, you're the one who blocked in the first place. <laughs> She's real pretty. Now you're just being a butthole. He's like, nah, it's fine. What the sheriff? The sheriff seems like a good guy. And, you know, Juliet is a firecracker. She's too much woman, even for me. Dean, Why, the person she, who is too much man for everyone. She's got so much life in her that I don't want to put any more of mine in her. Mm-hmm. So there you go. None, none of that for us. You and I are going to hit the road, Samster. You want to see you want to have one of our classic brothers jerk off contests? <laughs> and so then they look to the camera and they're like, and that's the end of this witch's canyon. Ouch, dude. Why? Just buy the fucking soundboard. You've got money. I know. I should buy the soundboard. I want to buy the soundboard. <laughs> but if I do, then you know it's going to be fucking full-on drive-time zoo crew in here. It's fine. We'll just do a new show that's just that. We'll just start competing with Good Mythical Morning or some shit. I'm just going to have so much dumb garbage if we get that soundboard. <laughs> Anything to stop you from playing Law and Order themes over your tinny ass phone on my goddamn expounded universe. My goddamn show. <laughs> anyway, they drive off into the sunset and jerk each other off the end. It's canon. It actually happens in canon. this book. If you're looking for the book where the brothers actually hook up, this is it. Go buy it immediately. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. This is the one you want to buy. Mm hmm. They jerk each other off off the ground like, like Yosemite sh Sam shooting guns at the ground. Yosemite it's, Sham. Well, it's, because I can't use the real one. He's a licensed property of Warner yeah. Brothers. <laughs> Yellowstone Sham. <laughs> there you go. That's the fucking book. There you go. Uh, they've saved the town, and the townsfolk believe that it was just robbers that had showed up to try and take the first day's haul from the new mall and that the security guards and everyone managed to uh, fight them off and save everyone. So the there are ghosts thing mm -hmm. is apparently only known to most of the people that live in town. So do you think that like when Larry's daughter, wife and two kids are like, oh yeah, he was killed really far from the mall the same day as the mall robbery by mall robbers by uh, a wolf <laughs> by that a big one's wolf. easy like what about the guy who got killed by all the bugs like there's the, the, See, the, that's that's what i'm saying is the only people who know about the ghosts are the people in town right because all the deputies are gonna know all the security guards are gonna know yeah most of the people in town are gonna be like yeah clearly we duh. know this is just the tourists are like, oh, we got robbed. But everyone in town is like, fuck that. There's ghosts. Oh, yeah. We now know for sure there's ghosts. Or there were. We're going to become the town that knows about ghosts. And no doubt we're going to definitely be a going concern moving forward into the supernatural storyline. Oh, no. Because you know what's going to happen is like way in the future, it'll be like 40 years later. And the people who are there for this that are still alive are going to be like, just you wait, there's fucking ghosts coming and there won't be because they got rid of the witch. And then everyone will be like, eh, you old timer. There's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah. yeah. That's um, it. So uh, there you go. That's the end of the story. And we're never, we're never going to know what happened and what's going to happen with all these folks who believe in ghosts, yep. except that obviously they're just going to get talked down from believing in ghosts. Oh no. Every episode, especially in the early seasons, ends with one or two survivors being like, well, I guess I know monsters exist now and shit, and that's it. Presumably some of them become hunters in later episodes. 
Uh, yeah, most of them are like, well, I guess I'll try and live my life with that knowledge and mm -hmm. just be a regular person. And then occasionally you'll get one who's like, well, fuck it. I'm a hunter now. Yeah. Like, you got to assume most of them are like, well, maybe I'll consider being a hunter. What's it like? And they're like, it's boring. Everyone just looks like a person with colored contacts in. Ah. You just got to murder a bunch of smug guys. Oh, uh, I love that. It's not, it's not great. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. I thought I'd get to kill cool looking monsters. No, no, that never happens. Oh, goodness. No, then. no. And most they have false teeth in and colored contacts. Yeah. Maybe we put some blue paint on them or something. Maybe. <laughs> None of them are even as good looking as like a Star Trek Romulan. That's, that's outside <laughs> of, that's outside of our means. Well, well, I, we bought black contact lenses in bulk and we are using them. <laughs> Yeah, I just realized today because of the bonus content, again, available at patreon.com slash systemmastery at the $2 level, that there's like a whole, the demons are just classed by eye color. Well, yeah. Um, I didn't know, I knew there was a yellow eyes demon, but I thought he was like a singular presence. Apparently he's, he's of the class of yellow eyes demons. Yeah, well, the yellow eyes demons are very powerful. Yeah. You have your red eyed demons, which are crossroads demons, mm -hmm. and then black eyed demons, which are just regular old demons. And then black eyed peas. Which are regular old demons. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a feeling. <laughs> well, there you have it. I don't know any black eyed peas lyrics. I'm sorry if I wasn't able to help That's you. That's a shame. Yeah. That's okay, though. Um, Something about my humps. <laughs> well, you know what we should do? Check it out. We should get our... Uh, bonus content started in here let's get it started in here that's the, that's one of them okay cool great yeah. i don't i know i'm not supposed to like them but i've only heard like my humps and i guess I'll, probably i've heard a lot of black eyed peace songs but yes. no one's ever told me that that was a black eyed peace song there you go yeah that must be what's going on all right well anyway check us out on the patreon patreon.com slash system mastery at the two dollar level to unlock all kinds of fun bonusized content also we'll be back next week with a wrap-up episode during which we will take any questions you may have about supernatural as always just ask them in our expounded universe channel in the discord that you can go to uh at any time just uh use hashtag supernatural and we'll follow up on those questions and if you aren't on the discord if you head over to our twitter at system mastery on twitter it's the pinned tweet you can get to our discord super easy that way join us we've got a great community there Super awesome people, and, you know, you can talk about any of the shows, you can ask us questions, suggest things, it's awesome, and of course, if you are on our Patreon, you can link that to Discord, it gets you automatically all of the extra bonuses and privileges that that comes with for the Discord, you get your special color, your unlocked rooms, and everything else. It also, it comes with all privileges and rights, and also all responsibilities, so be warned. Void uh, where prohibited. Yeah, you, you are going to be responsible for a number of things as well yeah not good things my humps yeah you're gonna be responsible for john's humps check uh, them out they they require constant salting and draining <laughs> drain my humps drain john's humps uh <laughs> dot com <laughs> a thousand years coming soon next show drain john's humps <laughs> sung to the tune of sloop john b <laughs> drain john's humps <laughs> All right, we'll see you real soon. I've been Elon Sleesbogiano. And I'm draining John's humps. Yeah.